Hello everyone, welcome to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity there is. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey, and of course, I am not alone. I am joined once again by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? I am doing alright, man. I hope you guys are all safe out there considering... But let's get right to it, dude. Oh, dude, we have an episode for you today. But of course, before we get into our episode, we've got to go through the normal housekeeping procedures. So of course, I've got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. And of course, we are on social media. You can check us out on Facebook, look up Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast and Geek World Order. We are on Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And of course, subscribe to us on all of the major podcast providers. We are on Apple and iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those great outlets for your podcast listening pleasure. And today, we are taking a look at an episode of DuckTales. Woo! That theme song is now stuck in your head. Yes, it is. Oh, man. We are taking a look at the episode today where no duck has gone before. Oh, dude, there is so much Star Trek riffing in this episode. <laughs> yes, there is. And it was we will, funny. Uh, we will get into all of it. Uh, so we start the episode out when uh, and we're at McDuck Manor and Scrooge McDuck is uh, hitting the weights. Yeah, McDuck keeps his shape, bro. He's just like bench pressing like bags of money. Which can get pretty heavy. And not only is he weight lifting, but he's also waiting. Because apparently the waiting is more stressful than trying to lift all that money around. Oh, no. <laughs> because he is waiting on a call from Duckburg Studios. Uh, this is a production, a television production company right in the heart of good old Duckburg itself. And, well, they owe Scrooge money. Yeah. Scrooge, let the, he loaned them some some cash, man. Scrooge has got some serious, like, revenue. Yeah. So, yeah, they're waiting on the call, and apparently it's a little bit late in the day. Uh, it's uh, almost four o'clock. And apparently it's time for the boys' favorite show, Courage of the Cosmos, which is oh. an absolute ripoff of Star Trek. <laughs> it really is. So they, so the boys, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and their friend Doofus. Yes, his name is Doofus. His government name is Doofus. So they rush to the living room to watch the show. And... I guess they recite or say along and something to the episode. One of the boys is like, oh, I'm going to be Major Courage. Oh, you get to be the alien doofus. Oh, I'm always the alien. <laughs> yeah, poor doofus, dude. Poor doofus, man. Yeah, no, he is like the fat kid. Yep. He's like the fat, nerdy, stereotype kid, and he gets no... No love at all. No respect. It's no respect. There is no respect on his name at all. <laughs> None. Uh, I get no respect around here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? 
He he is the Rodney Dangerfield of this show. N nothing. No respect at all. Oh, man. So, yeah, they turn on their show and... Bro. Bro. I don't know where <laughs> the money that Scrooge McDuck lent the studio went to, but it did Ragged not go shit. to this show. <laughs> you Bro. could see, like, the crappiness. Bro, the captain's chair <laughs> is like a recliner. Or, like, not oh, even a recliner. Boy. It's just, like, one of those old-timey chairs. Seriously. It's, like, kind of looks like a recliner, but isn't. And one of the, like, pan like the stations at the back of the, s of the ship is literally just a dresser. <laughs> like, the ships themselves are, like, toys on strings. Yes. And... Like the co like the console chairs for like all of the other crew members are just folding chairs. Dude, the raggedy ass turnstile. Bruh. <laughs> to steer the ship with. Yes, it's like literally Ooh. just like a steering wheel on a two by four. It was messed up. Hey, it, maybe, maybe they uh, lent lent the money to that uh, firm, Milcom and Run. Yeah. There is a money laundering scheme going on somewhere. <laughs> Seriously, they, they didn't spend jack on that stuff. Bro. Like this, like this has to be a worse, like an like a worse money laundering scheme than like the Fashion Square Mall in Orlando. Oh, shit. <laughs> bro, I don't know how that mall is still oh. alive, dude. I like, remember going to that mall one time and I like I just kind of walked around for a bit and I, I just looked I'm like what is this? Bro, like like is it abandoned? Yo, I think an entire wing of that mall is literally empty. Like it was like there is just money laundering somehow cuz there is like no other reason for that mall to still be alive. Dude, it was like post-apocalyptic. You walk in there's barely any people. And that is this set, dude. It looks like a it's shelter. Like, they're like, okay, here, the money's going here. Ooh. Here's like $22 for budget. So you're going to have to get everything from like the thrift store. Like, <laughs> bro, I have seen cosplayers build better props in this show. Seriously. It's like, dude, I think I could build a better set from things I have in my house right now. Oh, it was bad. Oh, dude, this was... So Scrooge is like, y you actually watch this? Yeah, he was not feeling it. He's like, this is garbage. But Scrooge finally gets his call. And Whale, it's not exactly... The call doesn't exactly go the way he's uh, wanting it to go here. And surprise, surprise... The studio can't pay him back in cash. Oof. So the studio's just like, well, here, you can you can own us now. And he kind of relays this to the to the boys. He's like, Yeah, they can't pay me. Oh, that's bad. Oh, so they're gonna give but they're gonna give me the studio. And they're like, That's great. 
And, Sco- and Scrooge was not feeling that. He's like, I don't want that freaking studio. <laughs> and he's like, um, really? That's that's great. Why is it great? And Huey, bruh. Huey is like so excited. He's like, it's because that's where they produce Courage of the Cosmos. <laughs> Scrooge. Bro, bro, you could feel the facepalm. Oh. Just the absolute facepalm that Scrooge made at that point. Yes, he did. He's like, oh, no. So <laughs> we, we see them going to the studio. So it's the boys and uh, Gyro and Launchpad and Scrooge. Launchpad is not impressed at all. He does not like actors, does he? I don't know. Maybe it's just this guy. Uh, it has to be this particular guy because he did not like him. Like, right I, off the bat. Because I feel they've had, like, episodes with other actor-type people and it went much better. But no, for some reason, Launchpad does not like this guy at all. Oh, He's no. like, oh, this is just a bunch of make-believe. He's pretending to be a hero. Oh, the boys are having none of it. They're like, whatever, Launchpad, <laughs> you're just jealous. Yeah, they straight up just clown Launchpad. So yeah, they, they go in, they see more of what's going on, and we just see more terrible props. Bruh. He calls down to engineering, and he pushes the button on a toaster. Yeah, and the t- <laughs> and the engineer gives like like the most cliched Scotty lines. It's like, like a dance, have the power or whatever. He <laughs> engines they cannot take the strain. Oh my god, the toast popped back up. I can I cannot give you any more power, Captain. Yes, they and had, then the toast popped up. He had toast in it. Yeah, and here's where we got the better view of, like, literally that back console, which is literally just a dresser. Oh, my God. It's so terrible. I'm like, I th- I think I could build a better, like, stage out of stuff I could find in the trash around my neighborhood. Seriously. It's I like, can go oh. to, like, a convenience store dumpster and get some planks and build a better, right. like, stage. Just be like... Hey, Walmart, uh, can we take some pallets? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my. It'll be like a makeshift Firefly spaceship. So, yeah, they learn what's going on, and, well, oh, so we learn that Major Courage, but we don't actually learn the actor's name, because he just refers to himself as Major Courage the entire episode. Yeah. It's like, wow, do we get so lazy we couldn't even come up with a name for him? Or he's just going through, like, that whole 80s wrestler thing of trying to keep the kayfabe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. living the gimmick? But, dude, like, he, they're, you know, they're going through their rehearsal, and he sees him like, what are these people doing on my clothes set? And literally the director's like, um... Listen, fuck nugget. That's the guy that owns the studio now. He's like, oh, I mean, why are they on my set when they should be sitting? Right? He grabs, like, the nicest chair. He's like, oh, baby, sweet cheeks. Oh, my God. Oh, be comfortable. <laughs> are you comfortable? 
Do you need anything? Let me let me get you everything you need here. In a oh look of... at oh look <laughs> at these boys. Oh y'all want autographs? Yeah, they ate that up too. The boys. Bruh. They lost it. So yeah, no. So while well, he's puckering right up to the booty hole, <laughs> coupling the balls, McDot Scrooge is just like, you know, I think I'm gonna cancel this show. Like right off the bat. And he's like, bro, your ratings suck. There, this whole set looks like garbage. And honestly, just canceling you would uh, be a better investment of my money. Yeah, Scrooge wasn't playing. Dude, he kicked over the turnstile. <laughs> Dude. Oh, like, man. Yeah, this whole set needs a major overhaul. And so here's the first mistake of the episode. Scrooge introduces Gyro, his science guy. He's like, Gyro. I need you to over, I need you to make over the stage. I need you to make it realistic. <laughs> and of course, Gyro, he's like, oh, make it real. Got it. Yes. And everyone who knows Gyro is like, uh-oh. So I'm like, okay, well, I have a feeling this is going to get bad. <laughs> right. So we come back two weeks later. And... I don't know what happened. I think Gyro must have literally been working for the entire two weeks. Seriously? Not sleeping or anything. Oh, but before that, like, as they leave, uh, of course, Courage and uh, Launchpad have their first interaction. And that does not go well. Although, interesting thing... Um, as the episode gets more dynamic here, um, the so Terry McGovern, the voice actor of Launchpad, plays both roles. He plays Launchpad, and he is doubling as the voice for Major Courage in this episode. The funny part is they both got those cleft chin beaks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, oh so yeah. Man. So once Scrooge leaves. Um, basically, Major Courage is like, oh no, he's going to cancel us. He's going to make our life just terrible. Like, he is like hyping up doom and gloom. Oh yeah. He's like, yep, he's going to make everything. He's going to mess everything up. He's basically trying to sow discourse. But he's like, I have an idea though. We're We're going to get Scrooge on our side. By buttering up to those nephews of his. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. But yeah, two weeks later, we come back. And I feel it, it looks like this is the only thing that Gyro has been doing for the last two weeks. He is Famously. about his, his science work, man. Bro, like, he comes out of the new Phoenix, uh, the Star Phoenix, and it's just like, dude, he looks tired AF. Oh, yeah, he did. He was out of it. It's like, he has been putting in hours. Oh, buddy. So, Scrooge goes to make a, a speech. But then, Courage interrupts. And he's like, oh, before you go any further, I have a special announcement. We're going to film a special episode today. 
And I've got special roles just for the boys here. Go put on your fi on these fancy uniforms I had made for you all. Yeah, I was gonna say he had a new uh, new outfit and everything. Yeah, he had one for himself. He's like, I'm gonna take them on an adventure. Launchpad's like, I don't trust you. I'm going along as well. <laughs> for good reason. Yes, as we will get into. This might be one of the smartest decisions Launchpad has ever made in his life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they go aboard, and they start filming their episode. Well, until they hit a button on one of the consoles. And the Star Phoenix takes off and actually goes into outer space. Yep. Um, Scrooge is not very happy at this point. He just kind of looks at Gyro and he's like, the, the hell did you do? <laughs> yeah. You said make it realistic. So you I did. Said. You said make yeah. it real. Yeah, so Gyro went a little too far here. He didn't make a realistic looking spaceship stage. He made an actual spaceship. Capable of outer space travel. So yeah, they try to get onto this communication system, but um, Scrooge is a little livid, and um, he takes his oh king to it. <laughs> he smashed this shit. Scrooge is strong, dude. So now they can't actually tell them what's going on, and that yes, they are on an actual spaceship. So they all think... But somehow Launchpad like walks out the door. Like he's like trying to do something, but he's like, he, like he almost like literally falls into orbit. Yeah. He grabs it. He like grabs the <laughs> ledge. Like, man, if I wanted to see the world, I would have joined the Navy. Yeah, I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Seriously, how did he not start choking though? He must have been in, like, right at the edge of it at that point. Right. They must have still been within uh, the ozone layer, whatever you want to freaking call it. Like, I was like, how is he still breathing? So, Launchpad realizes what's going on. But nobody else does. Of course. And so they come across an asteroid field. And so they think they're part of, it's part of the episode. So the boys take their stations. Courage is in the captain's chair. Launchpad finds, luckily finds a console off to the side. And he is literally steering this thing through the asteroid belt. Launchpad. Like at the one point, like he actually breaks the joystick off the control panel. I was going to say, how strong just, is this guy? And, and just has to like manhandle it with like another control lever. Yeah, he like ripped the thing out. It's like, this is literally the most competent piloting Launchpad has ever done. I was going to say the master of crash here right? steered them through an asteroid belt without a scratch. Is that what happens? Does he have to go through like the entire process of just going through, hey, let's go. Yeah, I'll drive from the passenger seat. It's like, oh, that that's how you do it? That's how you got to drive Launchpad? <laughs> right. But no, but yes, they avoid the the uh, asteroid field. 
And then they find another spaceship. Oh. It's an alien spaceship that attaches like launching launching tubes to it. So we have this lovely bit of tension here. Our this unknown ship has just attacked the Star Phoenix. So uh guess what time it is, folks? We'll be back after these messages. That's right. Wendy's presents hot and juicy hamburgers. If you've ever had a dry, chewy hamburger, you're going to love Wendy's hot and juicy hamburgers. Wendy's new big classic, soft Kaiser roll, juicy meat, juicy toppings, and lots of napkins. Adult illiteracy is a widespread problem. It's not limited to any single economic group, ethnic group, race, or region of the country. But a national movement is growing to overcome illiteracy. Everywhere, people in need are taking the courageous step to seek help. And thousands of others are volunteering to help them. If you need help, or if you can help someone else, call this number. It's never too late to learn to read. Wednesday, Balky takes a spin at a new job. Hey! Balky, I lost my place on the wheel. Pat Sajak makes it look so easy. Perfect strangers. Then Harry and Nurse Duckett have a love-hate thing. He hates to love her. You do know how to whistle, don't you? No. And she loves to hate him. It is a mockery and embarrassment. My God, woman! You're absolutely right. And I thought it was a surgical guy. You'll love Alan Arkin as Harry, premiering right after Perfect Strangers Wednesday. My friends really embarrassed me about my cat's litter box odor last night. Here she comes. Come on. Is it really that bad? I needed something super effective. So I got this. New Glade Litter Fresh. Just shake it on the litter. New anti-ammonia litter fresh eliminates litter box odor. Huh. Did you give your cat away? No way. I got New Glade Litter Fresh. All right, and we are back. So we come back to the ship here, and, well, our crew decides to go through one of the tubules that has attached itself to the to the Star Phoenix, and they enter the alien ship. So, of course, uh, Major Courage believes this is still part of the show, but yep. the boys are like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem right. Yep. <clears throat> they finally put two and two together. They realize this is so elaborate that it's not actually a stage. They are actually in outer space and being attacked by an alien ship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And Launchpad's like, I effing told you so, you little brats. <laughs> oh. Poor Launchpad. Nobody believes him. This is the most serious I've ever seen Launchpad. Yes, we we uh, encounter these rather ugly-looking aliens. Which I just realized. Like, this is almost like a pre-Disney reference. They're oh, from the pl- they're from the planet Kronk. Oh snap! I didn't Pull even the lever, realize Kronk. that. 
Pulled the lever, Kronk! And like, wait, they, they recycled the name Kronk. <laughs> I'm literally just realizing this, like, as as I'm looking through my notes, like, wait, from the planet Kronk. And I got this, like, off of the DuckTales wiki, so it's spelled K-R-O-N-K. I did not even realize that, dude. That's oh nuts. God. So, yeah, apparently they're trying to take over planets. So they're going to try to take over Earth. And they'll do it by any means necessary. Yep. And they're going to find it by... And they're going to find Earth by stripping the intelligence right out of someone's head. And guess who they pick? Oh, oh yeah. Major Courage is like, oh, here, take this guy. And just douche. throws launch right, <laughs> <laughs> and as they're carrying him away, that's base launch pad is basically like, what the hell, man? Yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa, what about him? Yeah, and bro, <laughs> dude, they strap launch pad to this machine, and they like volt him, dude. Yeah, they straight up electrocute this poor guy, and there is like weird information like coming through there like there's stuff on the screen popping up like two plus two equals five and like well well, north and like north and south are flipped upside down east and west are flipped side to side like i don't know what's up with launchpad he had like tic-tac-toe and equals mc squared in his head i'm like okay Launchpad is dead and then like two plus two equals five <laughs> yeah. Um we'll come back to this later. But yeah, they uh meanwhile they everyone's locked up in a cell and once they're done with Launchpad, they throw him in the cell. So they're like, "All right, so we need to make a plan and try to get out of here." They suggest some ideas. Even Launchpad has an idea. <coughs> He's like, oh, how about I pretend to be sick so we get the guards to come in here and we and we bonk them. And oh, of course. Dude. And then Courage pulls like the most narcissistic move ever. He's like, oh, my God. hey, <laughs> hey, LP, baby, why don't you pretend to be sick so we get that guard to come in? I would have smacked this guy by now. Right. I know, and like the whole time, like during, like especially during that first confrontation with the aliens, he's so overacting and like doing all the Captain Kirk lines. Seriously, I was gonna say I had some Shatner vibes. He's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Okay, we get it, <laughs> we get it." And it's like, "Oh, we're just gonna go this way." Oh, this. Oh, okay, this is not. This isn't the part where we fight. Oh, that's later in the episode. Oh, dude, that robot. Yeah, so Launchpad pretends to be sick, and a robot butler comes in. Like, he's even got, like, a fake collar on. I like that robot. And this robot is also voiced by Brian Cummings, (laughs) who voiced Doofus and is Dr. Mindbender on G.I. Joe. Think about that. Dr. Mindbender, listen to his voice. And then listen to Doofus. And then listen to Doofus. You may cr- you may cringe a little, but then you're, and then you're like, "Wow, he's talented!" Right? 
Because, damn. How? That is a huge leap from the other voice. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. They, the butler comes in, and at this point, they're trying to... So, Courage tries to karate chop him. Guess how that went. Yeah. Pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure Major Courage has a broken hand at this point. Yeah. So, they neutralize this guy by... Um, so, they gave the, the prisoners some alien food, which for some uh, reason, Doofus yeah. was eating... It was disgusting. And they're like, dude, how can you eat that? So Launchpad like opens this like access port on the back of the robot and just shoves this food in there. So it just gunks up the, all the circuitry. Yeah. And the freaking robot exploded. Right. And didn't, didn't he say like, you know, how can you eat that? It's like, it's like old and greasy. And I think some of it's moving or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, mm, yeah. So and he just eats the damn shit. Yeah, because apparently Doofus has like a cast iron stomach. That's an understatement. It's like, how? <laughs> oh, they even made a reference to that um, about how to trick the trick the guard. Uh -huh. It's like, oh, we could just have Doofus eat him. Yeah. <laughs> they really ragged on the poor guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this, this this joke comes up in so many things in media. Like I just remember, like an episode of the Orville where they did that with Bordas. Oh man! And dude was like straight eating things like a cactus and like a shot glass. Like just oh straight, just straight up takes a chunk out of the glass. <laughs> it's like damn! Wow, the Mocklins have. Very strong digestive systems. That they do. Oh, I love the Orville. <laughs> Such a good show. Oh, dude. Damn. So, yeah, so the the robot butler guy has a gun. So they grab the gun. And as they're running down the halls, they run into over the character we learned who we introduced earlier. He's he is Overlord Bullivan. He is the leader of the Kronks. So yeah, Courage tries to fight him. Like, you know, kind of like, and he's still thinking this is part of the act. Yeah, he, which, like, is why, to, which is why what? he tried to karate chop the robot. He like tries to gut punch the gooey alien. Right. And he's like, Murray, why are you trying to make me look bad? He's like, hey, nice costume. Seriously. See, I know. So yeah, that literally goes nowhere. He just gets alien goo all over his hands. Yeah. And Launchpad's like, I got a gun. I will use it. <laughs> oh my god, this reminds me of... So, this one time... Uh, my mom was in the living room watching the soap operas and just, I don't know, there was like this weird drama scene where somebody was like pointing a gun at somebody and it's like, and the character was just like, I like danger. I have a gun. 
It was like one of those, like one of those kind oh of scenes. My... It was the like <laughs> most ridiculous thing I've ever oh, seen no. in my life. I like danger. <laughs> I have a gun. It was oh so ridiculous. God, that is funny. That sounds like a soap opera. It is. It was. Don't like... make. Don't make me use this. <laughs> like I literally just walk through the living room and that scene plays out. It's like once oh, I wow. hear that line, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm going back in my room now. <laughs> like I'm done. That's freaking funny. So Launchpad goes to point the gun. They're like, um, that's a food synthesizer. So Launchpad fires it anyway. And like, yeah, he's like, oh, good enough, gang, gang. And it's like, I don't know. So like, some kind of sauce comes out of the gun. And like blinds the freaking alien. Right. Oh, so here's the point where Courage actually realizes this is real life. They're it in took, space. <laughs> it took him all of this. Right. So this SOB bolts for it. He goes straight to the Star Phoenix and flies the hell away. Leaving everyone behind. Yeah. So our heroes are stranded on the Kronk vessel. Being chased by alien bandits. And things are looking pretty grim. So, of course, that means uh, we need to take a commercial break. So we'll, we'll be back in a next. minute. Stay tuned. Good morning, America. How are you? So don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm the car they call Cutlass. This car has captured the spirit of America. Oldsmobile quality does make a difference. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. Oldsmobile quality. Feel it. This world takes a little growing into, and 10 million kids are growing up with Flintstones. For really clean glass, Dry Glass works from SOS. Made with vinegar, not ammonia, it cleans tough smudges with less work than Windex. Glass works, the vinegar glass cleaner. Maybe it works too well. When you have a cold, this is the focus of suffering. Where you want Dristan, where you clog, drip, throb, Dristan gives you extra relief. Many cold products contain antihistamine. Others add decongestant. But Dristan adds a third medicine to relieve aches and pains. An extra medicine for extra relief. At the focus of suffering. Dristan. Tablets and new coated caplets, too. MacGyver at your service, ma'am. Things aren't always what they seem to be. Why? What? What? Now! It's a kinky trap for MacGyver Monday. Supergirl, starring Faye Dunaway, Helen Slater, and Peter O'Toole, will continue in a moment. I'm ready for it. Monday, from behind White House doors, the story you didn't hear. I don't have a drinking problem. If I wanted a glass of tonic, what I'd have asked for. 
You're taking too many pills and drinking too much. Yeah! TV Guide calls it a stunning performance. Jenna Rowland's The Betty Ford Story. All right, and we are back. So as our heroes are being chased by the Kronk, they want they roam in and out of the ship, and they wind up in what ends up being the transporter room of this vessel. So Launchpad flips a switch, thinking it's a light switch, which it does. It turns on the lights, but it also turns on the transporter. Ooh. So they beam somewhere and then the croc get on the transporter pad and they beam and there's just like this weird exchange where they're like mixing up the parties and like (laughs) heads are being swapped and seriously like mixing molecules like in the back of my mind i heard (laughs) like launch pad and like bolivar or like bolivon or like staring each other down but their heads are on like each other's bodies yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty it was like, gruesome, bruh. It was bad. So eventually, our heroes materialize in one spot, and they bolt for it. And so, what they do is they end up like making the door malfunction uh, by like yeah. shooting it with the food synthesizer gun and making like that the alien barbecue sauce come out or whatever it is. <laughs> So they use like honey mustard, right? <laughs> they don't use that cosmic ketchup to short out the door. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. After that, they make a run for it, and we go back to Earth here, where Gyro has finally fixed the radio and is able to contact the Star Phoenix. But they they all they get is major courage. And they're like, wait, so it's just you? Where are the boys? Where's Where Launchpad? Boys? He's like, I don't know. I don't care. I got out by myself. Oh, dude. Scrooge was not having that. Oh, dude. He's like, oh, Scrooge's like, I'll fire you. He's like, uh, sorry, buddy. I got a five-year contract. <laughs> Gyro has to stop Scrooge from destroying the, the console again. He's like, no! No, no, no. So we go back to the alien vessel. And, uh, they find the bridge. So Launchpad is finally able to take control of the ship. And once again, excellent piloting. Yeah. He meant okay, after a slight distraction, they're like he takes off and they're, they're like No launch pad, Earth no, Earth's the other way. Oh, like, okay. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Did they it all wear off. So yeah, so they catch up with the with the ship and they get back in. And at this point the boys are like Yeah, yeah, we don't care about you anymore, courage. We got saved by a real hero. Yep. So, back on the the Kronk ship, they're like, oh, we'll find Earth and conquer it anyway. Let's download the information we absorbed from, from that guy. 
Oh, dude. So as this soon as they put, <laughs> yo, so as soon as they put that information into their console, the ship just like spirals out of control, like bouncing off of planets and stars and like launch yeah. pads. Launchpad's intelligence, like, literally became a computer virus. Dude, he pulled he pulled a Rick Sanchez. Oh my goodness. He's like, oh yeah, I outsmarted you. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick, bitch. <laughs> hey, look, oh my god. Look, Morty, I'm a pickle. Big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like Launchpad was he apparently he did that on purpose. To, like, throw them off. Like, he gave them a bunch of, like, incorrect information. So he basically out... He outwitted the aliens by using their own technology against them with his mind. Yeah. Think about that. Or Launchpad is is literally just that oblivious. Yeah. But he made the comment. He's like, huh, that's using your head. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, Launchpad just trying to pass it off. Launchpad, are you a sleeper cell? Oh no. I don't wanna I don't wanna know what the code word is. Oh my god. So yeah, they go back so we come to sometime later, we're at Duckburg Studios. And so at this point we learn that Courage of the Cosmos has definitely been cancelled. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, Major Courage is a piece of garbage. That's an understatement. But they don't really care anymore. The boys are like, oh whatever, that's just kid stuff. So we learned that to, so that for Scrooge to make, uh, to help make a better investment on his money, he's turned the studio into a museum. Yeah. A space museum. So he's got the Star Phoenix set up. Looks like he had Gyro built some other displays. Oh, <sighs> so they are making money as a tourist attraction now. It's like, well, whatever happened to Major Courage? Well... Had to find something to do with him. So this dude <laughs> is in an he is in an alien costume. Which literally just looks like one of those like uh those like zip up pajama suit things that are basically like all over the, the place. He's know, basically in an alien hat. <laughs> he's like basically in an alien onesie. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. That's the word I was looking for, a onesie. And he is selling space candy. To just, like, these horrible, bratty children. Oh and he's like, he's like, he's like, McDuck, please, please, I don't want to do this anymore. And Scrooge is like, um, sorry, Courage, but you've got a five-year Five contract. contract. <laughs> Threw that shade on him. Bro, and the kids just, like, completely bury him alive. He's getting, like, bitten in his hands and stuff. It's great. Like, dude, I'm pretty sure he's, like, dead at this point. Probably. He got. He probably got or suffocated. Like, he got smothered. Or, like, getting pretty close to dead. <laughs> That's what his oh. ass gets. Yeah. Oh, so that uh, ends the episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was fun and nostalgic. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, Gyro, dude takes things a little too literally. 
Dude, how much is Gyro getting paid? Not enough, I'm sure. That we can agree on, because that poor guy, man. Because I'm pretty sure he lives in a shack. <laughs> that he, like, makeshifted himself to work? Because, like... I don't know. Like, I know we've seen something on the show. I don't know if that's just, like, his workshop. Or if that's, like, a shack where he lives. Probably both. Like, I don't know if he has an actual house. Dude, I feel bad for him. Like, he might live there. It's like, yeah, Scrooge oh. don't care. Yeah. Yeah, Scrooge isn't particularly picky about who he gets for some of these jobs. No, he's not. I mean, uh, let's take a look at his accountant. Oh. Uh, Fenton Crackshell. Ooh, ouch. And, uh, but, bro, so how? That... Just how he stumbles into the gizmo duck armor. Seriously. It's like, yeah, Gyro's like, oh, I'll make the code word Blatherskite. Nobody says that. Blather and Blatherskite. And it's literally a word and that... And it's literally a word that Fenton uses all the time. Seriously. He's had to hear him say that. It's like, bro... Oh, dude. Yeah, no, there are just so many crazy things about this show, but... Yeah, dude, this I... was, like, a great, like, showcase for Launchpad. It really was. Like, again, I've never seen Launchpad that serious. It's like, how is he this competent? that length of time. Yeah. Like, even in episodes where he, like, things where he's supposed to be serious... He's like, he still comes off as an idiot. Yes, he does. I mean, just look at the entirety of Darkwing Duck. <laughs> that especially. But no, dude, this was, uh, this was Launchpad's shining moment. Yeah. This was definitely a, a shining moment for him, but... He kicks some ass. Man, I still feel bad for Doofus. Oh, poor doofus. Hey, he got, a, he got a couple of free meals out of it. He's just doofus. It's yeah, like, his parents gave like, birth, looked at him, was like, what should we call him? Doofus. Doofus. Like, you just oh, set this kid up for failure. My little doofus. He's like, well, now you have to be a doofus because that's literally your name. Let's feed him a lot. It's like... <laughs> Yes, and on top of that, we're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna have to be fat. Doofus is big as hell. Poor guy. Bro, he's like t literally twice the size of the other ducks. Yes, he is. And I think he's supposed to be like around their same age. Like I think he's supposed to be like a classmate of theirs. Yeah, I think so. So they're the same age, and oof. He's like he's just the like the tall husky kid in class. Yep. I'm like, it's like, no, Doofus. I wonder if Doofus ever that had a shining me. moment. That was me. I was also the tall, awkward, heavy kid in school. Like, why? This is just 
ridiculous. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. And no, I was like surprised. I was like, wait, why is this kid played by Br Brian Cummings? Holy crap. Yeah, that is uh, that is a surprise right there. And and I love the fact that Terry McGovern played both roles in this episode. Just like these <laughs> dynamically opposite characters in Launchpad and Major Courage. Yeah, he got to talk to himself. I was like so perfect. I was like It's gotta be fun, man. Right. That was like an absolutely great casting choice to do that. Yeah, it was. And he did uh, a good job. That was and, fun. Oh, dude, they nailed it on this episode so hard. Yeah, they really did. It everything was like once again DuckTales. I mean, Disney animation is just beautiful to start with, no matter what they do. This is true. But man, it really shined in this episode. Yeah, DuckTales is really solid. Like when they came out with it, it still is to this day. It, the attention to detail was perfect. Oh yeah, especially like in the beginning of the episode where that set was just hot garbage. <laughs> right. Like it was literally like that whole set was literally just hot garbage like stapled together. Dude, you could like feel the cringe. Like you cringe with Scrooge just you're looking like, at it. Like, like why the science like that panel on the bag was literally just a dresser. It's like you like you guys did use the money on this, right? No? Okay. And what, and like that captain's chair. That was like that not like literally like that non-reclining chair that you find at your grandparents house that's what that that's what that captain's chair was oh, oh my god <laughs> you, you know the one i'm talking about like yeah it's like everyone's grandparents has that chair this is like big Seriously? and bulky and it doesn't recline it's just a chair the only thing it was missing was like being wrapped in plastic Right. <laughs> That's it. Dude, I can't get over the toaster. Oh, the toaster? It was just a straight up toaster. And he hits the toaster to make communication. Why was there bread loaded into it? I don't know. Why did they take the time to load bread into it? <laughs> they were hard drives. <laughs> the, go the, like, the gag doesn't even make sense in context. It's like... Dude, when the toast popped up, I facepalmed. I'm like, ugh. It's like, okay, it's bad enough that your computer console is a toaster. Oh my but god! Really? Oh, this is this is this is literally <laughs> the epitome of like bad, like '60s style sci-fi. I love, dude. I love Ducktales. <laughs> Yo, they went in, like they went oh into it hard in this one. They were like, "How ridiculous can we make this?" Like, I they made a game out of that. I bet, bro. I think they took a stab at Warner Brothers too, man. That helmsman looked like Porky Pig. Yes, he did have. A, did they did they rip on Duck Dodgers? Possibly. I think they ripped on Duck Dodgers. I mean, the pigs. The, yeah, the pigs were the crew. Because Duck Dodgers is like one of like one of the ultimate Star Trek ripoffs. 
Oh man. Yeah, it's like like that whole crew was like anthropomorphic pigs in like weird spacesuits that don't have legs. And the villain was a monkey. Right? Oh, oh, what were they like the scuzzoids or something? Something like that. It looked like a Klingon monkey. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh, they went for it, man. Uh, all they would have needed was like one of those like Dr. McCoy one-liners like, I'm a doctor, not a blank. <laughs> right? Something reminiscent of that. You could have launched me like, I'm a pilot, not a whatever. I know, right? Or even gyro. <laughs> right? Somebody, man. Oh, you you easily could have had courage, like, tell Launchpad to do some menial task. And he's like, I'm a pilot, not a janitor. Right. Or something stupid. It's oh, like, dude, oh. if they would have put that in there, that would have been great. Right. Uh, dude, this episode was fun. Yeah, I it was, man. so it, enjoyed it. It took me back. I, I loved it. Oh, man. Uh, dude, so much fun, man, but this has been a good episode, but, uh, I think I'll do it for this week for Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Uh, once again, be sure to check us out on social media, and of course, like this podcast, subscribe to it, uh, leave us a review and a five-star rating, all that good stuff, and, uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Love you guys. Come on back. I'll kill you.